Welcome to CCLVI Special Topics. This episode was recorded in February 2022, and it's about low vision assistance on a budget. We're all sitting around the table having coffee together this morning. I want to welcome you to Coffee Hour with CCLVI. We are going to talk about some low-cost items and apps and places we can go to get information to use in our lives to make everything easier and better. You know, we're always looking for some extra time. If we have a, a, a tool that can help us achieve that, we're in good shape. And many things cost very little and others are at our favorite price. And that is free. <laughs> Who likes free mm-hmm. things? <laughs> I yeah. love free things. <laughs> right, right. I'm going to start in the kitchen because that's where I spend a good deal of my time is in the kitchen. One of my favorite things, uh, an item, it's called the Vidalia onion chopper, kind of a, a box with a lid and it's hinged. And what you do is you put items you want to chop on this little, it's a grid. It has, for lack of better description, a grid of blades. So just imagine that these crisscross of things here are knives and they're going horizontally and they are going vertically. And so I can cut a like a half inch slice of potato and lay it on top of here and then put place it on my chopping wizard and place it right here, close the lid. And I love the sound it makes. It just goes whoop. And then down below, all of those little pieces of potato, they're not going to be flying around the kitchen like they do when I try and use a knife. They'll be caught in this container, which I love. It, it costs about $25. You can get them on Amazon. I've gotten at Bed Bath & Beyond. There's various different places. And sometimes they're called something different. My, my daughter-in-law she is a CPA and she's very precise and she likes everything to be equal sizes. If you (laughs) like equal sizes and your knife skills are not great, this is the thing for you. It has like a half inch grid, you know, and then it has a smaller like 16th inch. So if I'm making potato salad, I'll do the celery and the onions with a 16th inch because I like them in littler, littler pieces. And I'll do the potatoes and the eggs in the half inch. Love it because it makes it look like I'm a really good chopper. Actually, I'm letting the chop wizard do all of the work. So that's one of my go-tos. My husband knows that I'm cooking when he hears that chop, chop, chop sound in the kitchen. And (laughs) he knows he doesn't have to hunt something up on his own. The other chopping thing that I like to use because... As you may have guessed, I'm not a good chopper, is this Pampered Chef. It it is a contained container too, because my worst thing is if I do it on just a cutting board, I end up with pieces flying everywhere. And I'm not real fond of that. So this has a a little base that you can put like say a half of an onion in attach it to the chopper and then you just push up and down you might hear that and these blades turn and they swivel and you chop it up I'm a little less accurate with this I I get pieces of varying different size so if you like that you know that that homemade look and not the precise sizes this might be a really good item for you and if you, you're adverse to the, the wampum sound that you get from the other one. Question yes. for you, Zelda. Yes. How hard are they to clean? 
Oh, I was going to describe that too, because I let my, I do the cooking. My husband does the cleaning, <laughs> but it does come with a little device. I call it kind of a rake. It looks like a pitchfork with more little tines in it. The lid of the chopper has, I'll just call them pushers. They're like little pegs. And that's what forces whatever you're chopping to, to go through those blades. It's not just a flat lid. It, it has like little outcroppings on it. And there's a little space between each one. And so you use the rake and go across and up and down. And I have to do that several times for me to, to get it. And I can do it on my own. I just prefer, I think if I'm doing the cooking, he should be able to do something, right? <laughs> my house works that way too. My husband does the cooking, uh, the, that. the dishwasher. But is, uh, it, is this device dishwasher safe, do you know? Yes, but I don't have a dishwasher. So he's my dishwasher. Oh, uh, well, I, I have both. So I have them okay. and a dishwasher. I'm pretty lucky. <laughs> <laughs> well, he always laughed and said that our, our four boys and he were the dishwashers. It's Kathy Farina. When would you use the Pamper Chef chopper as opposed to the other chopper? Are they pretty much, you know, can you use them for the same stuff or do you use, do you prefer one for certain things and one for the other things? Right. If I'm making a large quantity of anything, I like to use the Vidalia chopper. That, and, and if I'm going to just chop up a little onion to throw in with burger when I'm browning it, I'll use the little Pamper Chef one. And it is, it is easy to clean too. It, it fully comes apart, but that's kind of the deciding factor. At my church, I am now known as the egg salad lady. <laughs> because when we have a funeral, we have quite a few seven-day Adventists and they, they don't eat meat, most of them. And so and we'll have ham sandwiches and egg salad sandwiches and I make all the egg salads. So I could make eight dozen eggs into egg salad. And so what I do in that case, I cut the boiled egg in half and put each half on that and then just womp it. And, you know, like I said, it, it comes up with perfect little cubes. It makes me look so good. <laughs> So I'm Say, sharing my secret with you. Sounds like Say it makes Zelda. you very happy too. It does. Question. Zelda? Yeah, yes. Randy here. Hi, Randy. Hi. Will that first one cut up things like carrots and rutabagas? Absolutely. Or? Absolutely. Okay. Like when I make potato soup, you might think that we eat a lot of potatoes, but we kind of do. Uh, when I make potato soup, I'll do like the, the again, the onions and the celery with the finer mm. blades and, and I'll do the potatoes, but it will definitely cut up carrots. I just made a, a vegetable beef soup and I cut up everything that I stuck in there um, with okay. that. Yep. Yep. And it'll cut stuff as, as soft as a tomato. Last fall when I, I was really getting tired of, of canning tomato sauce and tomato juice and, you know, tomato everything. And I actually do put those in jars. I decided I'm going to throw some in the freezer because it's just quicker. And so I would just slice a tomato about a half an inch thick. And then I would lay that slice on there and, and do it. And like when I made the, the vegetable beef soup the other day, that was so nice to take out that little quart bag with those little cubed pieces of tomatoes and uh, throw that in the soup too. So, okay, should we move on to measuring? I'm a baker too. I don't just cook and we have to accurately measure. And sometimes that's difficult. <laughs> 
you know, when we can't see, I don't know how many times I've dipped the spoon into the baking powder and it's upside down. And I'm thinking I've got a teaspoon and I've got nothing, you know. Um, one of my tricks is I happen to have um, a teaspoon and a tablespoon. Those are the ones we use most, right? Um, mm -hmm. And they're of different colors. My tablespoon is, is yellow and my, my teaspoon is orange. And um, that way I can quick look, you know, I've got a little vision, so I can quick look in my drawer and grab it. Um, and I know which one I'm doing rather than like, like this orange one, it happens to be, oh, a Tupperware one from like 45 years ago. <laughs> and <laughs> it is marked on there what it is, but in order for me to find out, I would have to get my magnifier and you know, that just slows the whole process down. So I could do it that way, or I could mark it with a high, low mark, um, you know, um, and, and I've done that. But um, this particular one I use all the time. And it even, it used to be able, you could put it on a ring, it would snap on a little ring. Well, uh, part of that is gone. So I even know when I grab for this, it's not the teaspoon and a half, which also I have one that looks just like this, that's the teaspoon and a half. The back end of it is just got part of where it would have attached to the ring, further delineates it. For liquids, that's another whole thing. We've all taken vanilla and poured it in a spoon and either you don't get it completely full and you're shorting yourself on the vanilla, or it runs over and you get, you know, a teaspoon and a half instead of a teaspoon. To make sure that you have accurate liquid measures, I just went to the store and I think I got these at Walmart and got a cheap set of metal measuring spoons. And then I, I say cheap because you don't want them to be of such high quality that you can't bend them. They are still stainless steel, but they're, they're not real heavy. And so I took them and bent the handle up. So it now looks like a soup ladle. And so then I could put like, say this was, uh, I've got a, measure, a liquid measuring cup here, or you could use a jar, you could use a cup, uh, you know, just like a coffee cup. And you could pour like, say you're putting vinegar, you could pour vinegar in, in the container, lower your spoon that is now like a soup ladle, down into that fill it up and lift it straight up and it is perfectly level and you've got a perfect whatever it is a teaspoon tablespoon whatever that's kind of my trick to do that those are very inexpensive ways to to be more accurate in the in the kitchen zelda yes it's kathy farina again yes um suppose you're measuring vanilla so you pour yes. some of the vanilla into your container or yeah and then spoon it with the spoon. Right. And therein lies a problem. Cause then if I put it in like my measuring cup and I did that, well, then I'd have to put it back in the bottle and I probably right, spill some. A... Yeah. So what I would recommend is, is take a, a small like jelly jar mm -hmm. and, and just pour the whole bottle of vanilla, bottle in, of vanilla in there. And then you're ready for the mm -hmm. next time you want to, want to measure it. Good question. Any other yes. questions, guys? I, I want to add to what you said. What you need to is a funnel. If you want to pour the vanilla yes. back in the bottle, you need a little tiny funnel. They're really cheap and get a metal one so it doesn't melt in the dishwasher. It's really well. I have a set of measuring spoons that were 
uh, sold at a camping store. Mm -hmm. So they're on a ring that will not break because the ring always breaks. And I can't look at them like you can. I have to like nestle them together, nest nest them together and figure out what to do. So if you can find anybody that sells camping supplies and you get those measuring spoons, they're really, really good. And also Blind My Smart sell these graduated measuring cups that are, they're plastic, unfortunately, Mm -hmm. but they have every possible size. They have two cups, one and a half down to uh, a quarter. And they probably um, have two-thirds and three-fourths. They have two-thirds and three-fourths, yes. And they're Mm -hmm. so convenient, especially the one-and-a-half cup, because that's how much rice my family needs to cook. So I can just fill that up with rice and then fill it up twice with water, and it's perfect. And and then one last thing I want to say is that uh, the vanilla from Costco comes in a squeeze bottle. If you don't care that you get a little bit too much, which Mm -hmm. I don't, it's so fun just to squeeze the vanilla in there. <laughs> so we'll kind of, yeah, that does sound like fun. We'll kind of do the Rachel Ray thing. She just kind of glugs, like a, a you know, things in yeah. Yeah, or whatever. But, you know, if you're not a, an experienced cook and you really do want to measure that, another way you could do it. But good idea. Some things you can't just squeeze in. Some things yeah. you really do have to measure. Right, right. Thanks for that. I have another little kind of kitchen related thing. I have celiac disease, so I have to go gluten free. And when I go buy groceries, oh, what a pain to read all of those little tiny ingredients. You know, it's just impossible. And so I I would wait and my husband would go shopping with me. He's totally sighted and he would read them all, but he didn't understand that they come under various different names. It doesn't just say wheat, barley, rye. It might be dextrose something or other, you know, they have different names. I came upon an an app and I use it on my iPhone. So I know it's available for iPhone use. I'm sure it's probably Android too. It's called gluten-free scanner. And, and what I like about it is when I'm off shopping, I can, and I don't even have to get close. You just have to, there, I had this package of their nature Valley protein, like granola bar kind of thing. You can be like a foot away and it it captures that UPC code. If you had no vision, you could use this because you can just, you don't know where that code is. It could be on the bottom, could be on the side, could be anywhere. So you just rotate the different things and it doesn't have to be right on. It doesn't have to be close to it. It captures it. And the problem with this is I don't use voiceover, so I'm not sure it's accessible in that manner. But if the item is in their database, it'll come up like that particular item I know is is gluten-free. And it did. It came up gluten-free. If I want to do another one, if it's processed in a plant where they process other gluten things, it will say may contain, you know, so then you just take your chances depending on how sensitive you are. Now I have a package of saltine crackers and it is a good foot away and it captured it. So when you're out in the grocery, you know, if it's on the top shelf, you maybe don't even have to take it down to, to capture what you're looking for. Can I ask a question? Absolutely. When you scan it, does it actually stay gluten-free? Well, it does on my screen. And, and like I said, I have some vision, so I, I grab my magnifier and look at it, but I'm, okay. I don't know because I don't, I'm not a voiceover user. I yeah, would hope so. Read it that way. I would hope so. I thought I'd mention it. If anyone is out there and have you have special dietary needs when it comes to, to gluten, it could be a help. And that's all I, reason, I do it. 
And then I've just got one more item. <laughs> oh, Zelda, Kathy might have to answer this question, but I just use at home Wi-Fi. So if I took my iPad to the store, it wouldn't be connected. Would the app still work? Wouldn't that be a, a data thing? You'd have to use, you probably have some data available. There's two ways to do this. Is one, a lot of the stores have guest Wi-Fi and you could log into the guest Wi-Fi with your iPad. That's and then true. that's the that's the simplest solution. The second is, as I think Patty just said, if you have hotspot capability on your phone, which if you have an Android, that you should still have that capable. They call your provider hotspot or tether. They use those terms. And then you could link it and your iPad would run off the data on your phone. But then you still can have problems because like a lot of Home Depots or Lowe's, you get far enough in the store and your phone doesn't work. Cellular doesn't work because there's too much metal around you, right. depending on yeah. where you are. So if you could get on the guest Wi-Fi, that's your best solution. Then you that could shop sense. at the place where they have a guest Wi-Fi, you know, and, and let them know how much you appreciate them having that available to you. And that's oh, why you're shopping there. Yeah, call ahead and just ask. May I ask a question? Absolutely, Karen. Hi. Hi. I would like to have a similar app, but for soy. So could you tell me the name of your gluten-free one? And then I'll search using the same words. Well, it's just the, it is called gluten-free scanner. And so you might just call soy scanner. Yeah. Check that out and then report back and let us know. Cause you know, there may be other things that people need to avoid. And it's just so impossible uh, reading the ingredient list. It's I'm just really difficult. And let you know. We yeah. could feature a tech call on, on nutrition or cooking and right. say, which ones of these are compatible with voiceover and magnification? Absolutely. You know, so, Absolutely. Yeah. I just didn't, wasn't able to test that because I, I don't can't. use it. Lisa, go ahead, Lisa. <laughs> Thank you for the call. And I'm loving... This app, I'm gluten-free, I have to be, and I also have a nickel allergy. I'm fervently trying to search this app right now to get this app, and I want to thank you so much. I need this app so much, and I will check out the soy one while we're on the call, too, and see if Good. I can find anything. Well, I'm glad somebody is going to be able to utilize it, because, you know, it's not something that everybody needs, but those of us who need it really need it, you know? When you need it, you need it. Right. I think we're going to move on to the office area and, and there's there's something that I use that that I know many of you are probably aware of it is the easy to see calendar and it's a planner calendar and it, it truly is if you can do stuff in in large print like the first page or like when say I go to convention and I never go anywhere without this it's eight and a half by eleven and it is on a, a metal spiral. Each month is featured in really, in large, bold letters, the month. And then behind that, you have pages that say, oh, I'm looking at April, April 18th through the 24th. It has got the 18th is like a third of that eight and a half by 11. The 19th is another third and the 20th is another third. So it gives you ample space 
that you can use like a Sharpie or a 2020 pin or whatever, and you can still get the information down. Um, there's, it gives you plenty of room to write information. And in the backside, there's just plain lines where you can put notes. And I cheat and put the things that are repeat, like the first Tuesday of the month, I know is the ACB Board of Publications meeting. The second Tuesday of the month is our CCLVI board calls. Those kinds of things that come on a routine basis are, I couldn't live without this. You know, if he stopped making them, I'd have to kind of throw one together of my own accord. Anyhow, that's all I've got to share. Yes. And where do you get it? It is available in bots. You can go right to the source. Actually, it's a CCLVI member who does this. His oh, name cool. is Ed Cohen. And he has a website. It's called Easy, and that's E-Z-2, the number two, C-S-E-E products.com. And at that, he sells the calendar. I believe he sells some like sticky notes that nice. are larger. And he also sells like a, a marking pen. It's similar to like a 2020 pen. And I'm not sure if there are other products on that or not. But and when I if, used to be able to see, I used to have an easy to see address book. I can't wonderful. see it anymore. Yes. But it yes. was, and I think that was from APH. And he may sell this through APH. I know he does through some different companies. I can't tell you exactly what, but if you don't have access to that, there is an 800 number and that 800-234-8291. Very You'd rather cool. do it by phone. Yeah. So there's okay. also a large print, an app for your iPhone. It's called VO Calendar. And I still use it with voiceover. So I know it works with voiceover. Yes. But it also, the display is in really large print and displays week by week, you, you know, your appointments. And then you can just fill them in. And it also interfaces with your iPhone calendar. And I think even with the Google calendar too. I, it used When I bought it, it was a long time ago. So when I bought it, I could sort of see it. And so it was at least 15 years or when the, when we first, I got an iPhone, mm-hmm. but, and so the price may have gone up, but it's really a wonderful app. It's called VO calendar. Very good. All right. So now's the time that if you have something that you really like and you think others might be interested in, go ahead. I wanted to sell, if anybody else happened to be gluten-free, there is a Find Me Gluten-Free app um, on the phone that you can also get, Find Me Gluten-Free. For products or is that for like restaurants where you can eat food? That's for restaurants to eat food, but you have to look at their reviews because sometimes they say, 100% of the people say it's gluten-free. Sometimes they say 60%. So like there are some chain places that I don't go to because I know that I'm going to, you know, they don't really get it. So they have companies that, that are listed that really aren't gluten-free, but they think they are. And then people review them. So you have to go through the reviews. It's been helpful to me when I travel, when I go to different cities. And I have found some great little gems. I found something a little far from me, but I didn't even know it existed. So it's kind of cool if you're right. if anybody's gluten. All right. I see Larry has his hand raised. Yes. For one item, I would like to go back to the kitchen. Yes. <laughs> I have a bread slicer. Oh, yes. I do see it. You guys, it's a wooden one, it looks like. Is it wood, Larry? It's wood. It's wood. Every cut 
is a different width from the prior cut. So if you go one direction, you can get a bigger slice, a wider slice. If you go the other direction, you get a narrower slice. It has a movable board that you rest the bread against. If you buy a whole loaf of bread, the only problem is you need a foot-long knife blade oh, to go sure. between to go between the uh, the slots. The slots. It, it kind of looks like to me, and and correct me if I'm wrong, but from what I see, it looks like it is kind of like in a V. There's one side of it, and then there's another side of it. So you put your bread down in. Put your bread down in the middle. Okay. It's more like a square, but open on top okay. and open on one end. Okay. So it's uh, you put. So it's like a box that that has two sides, and then the sides are what has the rails in it that space how far apart you can cut your bread. Okay. Right. Without being able to see, I was always getting slices that could be three inches wide on one end and a half an inch wide on the other end, (laughs) or uh, an inch an inch wide on top and a quarter inch on the bottom. So this makes nice sliced bread. That would be great for sandwiches because you don't want that wonky sliced bread for. On the medical, as we age, we need medications. Mm-hmm. And as some age, we lose sight. CVS has started a program called Spoken RX. And what they do with that, uh, they put a little, you know how you get, when you buy pres- uh, get a prescription, it has a rectangular label that's adhered to the bottle or wrapped around the bottle. With Spoken RX, in addition to putting that label on, which most people of age can't read because the text is too small, they put a like a little uh, penny-sized dot on the bottom of the package or on the side of the package, wherever they can find the space. And that dot is read by an app on the phone or by a reader the size of an old iPod from way, way back when. And he's showing uh, this. Absolutely free. You don't even need to be visually impaired. I mean, but if you're of age, shall we say, you can just go to the CVS pharmacy, tell the pharmacist that you would like Spoken RX item placed on your account, and you'd like a Spoken RX device so that you can read the tags. It's all free. There is no cost to it at all. A similar product called Script Talk. Right. Yep. Envisions. The Spoken RX reader can read the Script Talk label as well. Oh, great. That's good to know. There was some information just this week on that, on, on some of the ACB lists. If I could just add in, Script Talk yes. has been around for a while yes. and is widely available at most pharmacies. CVS has been very late to the game in providing assistance nationwide to us. Mm -hmm. So it was great to see that announcement this week. It's been a frustration because that's my pharmacy. Thanks for the update, Larry. That's really good. Thanks. They also, did you mention they have an app on the phone? Yes, Yes. there's an app on the phone too. Yeah, that's how it works. There's one more thing I'd like to mention. There is a app on the phone called be my eyes Mm -hmm. and that app it's free yes and it allows you to contact a sighted volunteer and there's like a hundred thousand members of you know a vision issue and a couple of million members volunteers uh, who are willing to answer the phone and, and help you you can call a volunteer 
and they can help you uh, determine which is the red blouse or the, the green shirt or whatever you want to wear. They can help you determine which is the diced tomatoes versus the stewed tomatoes in the cans. They can help you read the labels that you can't read yourself. Very good. And that's very, very good information. Other things like that, uh, we have listed on the uh, CCLVI website. And that again, that is cclvi.org. It's under the resources page and they are organized by topic. So you can scroll through that and there's a lot of good stuff. Next we have Barb. Okay. Uh, Actually, I have a question. I have a little bit of vision, but I have RP, so I'm constantly losing vision. Mm -hmm. I have a desktop CCTV, which it's not working very well anymore. Um, so I can't, I can't read like bottles of shampoo or anything. What product can I use to replace the CCTV? Well, Barb, um, as, as Larry was just mentioning, um, there is, do you, do you have a smartphone? Okay. You could download the, the Be My Eyes and that app and then when you want to figure out, is this my shampoo bottle or my conditioner bottle, you could connect with them. And one of the volunteers, be my eyes, they would come on and they would tell you, and then you could put like rubber band around one or the other. And then okay. the trick is having to remember which one you put it on. That would be one way. There's probably many other ways, but that perhaps might work for you. Okay. Thank you. Uh huh. I've got a CCTV that's kind of acting up on me too. It's kind of lazy. It'll, it'll go for a while and then it kind of times out and it just shuts off. <laughs> we also, there are also several apps for the iPhone that we do quite a few different tech calls about iPhone apps provide accessibility and some of them will read short phrases, even script, except Microsoft has the AI app which is very helpful for that purpose. You wouldn't want to use it in the shower while you're wet, of course. (laughs) (laughs) But to read your mail or other things, you know, that's helpful. Uh And you can label things like Zelda's describing. But just wanted to put in that disclaimer, we are not advising to use your iPhone in the shower (laughs) while you're wet. Okay, That's very smart. There you go. The AI app is really good because it will also read bark. And so um, very good for the kitchen and all sorts of different things to read the barcode. Right. Yeah. Tell you what Uh, that is in that mystery can in the closet. Better for reading. I have discovered lately is a voice dream scanner app. It is not free. But it mm-hmm. is fantastic, and it will read a round pill bottle for you. Yeah. Wow. Um, and it, it really has a lot of artificial intelligence built in, and it really does yeah. a really excellent job. I don't know how much it costs now. It does go on sale periodically, and it's worth your time. It's called Voice Dream Scanner. That is amazing because that has been a challenge in any object that is round it's yeah. difficult for those scanners. To, this is good news. I actually know a fellow who has designed a rectangular bottle for, for that very purpose. And the fact that it doesn't roll around, you know, if you happen That's to cool. drop it on the floor, it's, he hasn't got anybody to make them yet, but he has designed it. Okay. Anybody else have in your iPhone app store, voice dream scanner is 1999. It is worth 
$20 for sure. <laughs> and it's a one-time thing. It's not a monthly yes. fee, right? No, it's not yes. a subscription. Yes. Okay, that's good. That fits in our under $100 kind of, I don't see any more hands, right? Oh, I had it a write-in suggestion. Charles Cronin wrote in a suggestion via Great. email. Very Because he wasn't able to be here today. But he suggested that people invest in those little sock rings to pair together your socks when you put them in the laundry so that you don't have to rematch them up after they've found their way through the washer and dryer. We that all sounds, know what a challenge that yeah, is, right? Yeah, that sounds very helpful. I had a friend who had four sons and she said, I'm not <laughs> washing any of your socks that aren't. She had them pin their socks together because she so hated to match them up after after they were dry. I made all my boys buy the same color socks. I have four yep. boys too. Yep, <laughs> so. yep. Me too. Yeah. Okay, Karen Ann has her hand raised. Go ahead, Karen. Yes, I was wondering, where do you get sock rings? Do they look like... L, S, and S, or Maxi Aids, what do you think, guys? What, where would you and go? And certainly Amazon will have them. Oh, I'm sure. Find my, my smart, too. They're just a little piece of plastic, round plastic with teeth. They're very simple. They should be inexpensive. Okay, thank you. Yeah. yeah. No, that would be great. Okay, Tom Frank has his hand raised. Go ahead, Tom. For those folks that are not too low vision, uh, it doesn't work for me anymore, but low cost, if you only need two or three times magnification, go to the drugstore. They have cheap plastic magnifying glasses. Anything over three magnification, you have to have a prescription. But for a lot of people, that might help, especially if you have a little bit of problems reading large print. A little bit of magnification might help you. And to get a 10x magnification, which is very strong, go to a jewelry store and buy a little plastic jeweler's loop. And when I used to be able Good to idea. use them, it cost maybe eight bucks. And you pop wow. that in your eye, you can stick it in your pocket or a purse or whatever, and very strong magnification. So if you're just reading a prescription bottle, or something short, it's an excellent way to go. And if you lose it, you know, it's 10 bucks, but they're plastic right. and you can right. probably get them from Amazon as well. I love that idea. That reminds me of a lot of times having task lighting, uh, lighting right where we're at, not overhead lighting, but in addition to your overhead lighting to have a lamp or something right next to what you're doing can be very beneficial, whether you're reading or whatever you're doing. And to go through the low vision stores, I'll say they can be kind of spendy, but you can get some that work very well by just going to your like Menards, Lowe's, you know, your big box stores and get them. And the price is not inflated. If you put any special vision products down that costs us about twice or three times what what it would be in the regular market so I did have a pair of magnifying glasses and makes me wonder Tom where they're at and they did help for if I was reading something really large print just to add a little bit more magnification to it and it had little lights that you could turn on and off I would read to my grandkids and they'd say grandma put your headlights on <laughs> they called them my headlights but yeah i gotta find those glasses because they are very helpful but the best advice i ever got was from the research guy at the va hospital the blind center in west haven connecticut he said at the beginning 
sit closer. Sit, sit closer to your yeah. computer screen. Don't be afraid of holding. If you can see something two inches in front of your nose, hold it two inches in front of your nose. Mm -hmm. It does not harm your eyes, no matter what your mother said um, <laughs> when you were a kid. Hey, hey, so, hey, hey, we you, love mothers. We love mothers. I didn't say I didn't love my mother, but she wasn't always right. <laughs> That's really good advice to sit closer, but we always have to to respect our back and our neck and not sit yes. with improper posture, but to sit closer. Lisa has her hand raised. And then after Lisa is Karen. And I, I think we might be out of time with that. The update and on the sock rings, the sock rings, you can get 48 on Amazon for $8. Wonderful. Okay, Lisa, go ahead. Thank you, Kathy. I haven't had those in years and I need them. I have an ot light here. I don't, if for those of you who can see it, the ot light I got from the lighthouse of Broward, they helped me to get yes. it. It's only yes. $40. Ot lights. And there's a little magnifier too that folds into each itself and it has a light on it when it opens up and it flips open in, in a little flea marketplace near here. So there are lots of little gadgets. Well, and Lisa, the art lights, not only it's on a gooseneck kind of movable thing, yep. right? Yeah. And there are three settings when you tap, you just have to tap it, you know, one, two, three, and it goes, so, and it increases in light. And bright, brighter, brightest. Yep. Okay. Bright. Lisa, that is a really wonderful item. And I think the art lights also have, um, are more like natural light. Is that correct? I don't think so. I think it's LED because I can't handle LED and I have to make sure it's out of my eyes. Because sometimes the, the temperature of the light is, you know, whether it's a cool light or a warm light makes a difference in, in how many of us see. Further comment on what Lisa was saying. You okay. can get those same kind of lights on Amazon, the same type that she's showing. Those are available there, but you can also get them with different warps like what yes. Zelda was saying the different yep. spectrums so it has a little bit of blue or a little bit of green or a little bit of yellow in it and they're still under a hundred dollars and it even might even have a USB plug on it where you could plug in your phone or place where the base is where Lisa was tapping you might be able to lay your phone down there and it'll charge all sorts of different features so look through there and you might be able to get a color spectrum that will help your vision. We should have a whole session on lighting too. Okay, go ahead, Karen. Karen. I think many of you may have had good vision in your earlier life and then it got bad. I have never had good vision. I have always been legally blind and have poor vision. So I have, oh, I became accustomed early on based on the type of vision I have. I hold things very close to my face to see it. And most people just assume I can't read or whatever, but that's how I read. And I also have thick reading glasses. Also, uh, from a very early age, I sit very close to my television. I live alone, so I'm not blocking anyone's view. But even when I was a child in my family, I would sit close, but to the side. Mm -hmm. So I think many of you may not be accustomed to holding things at a closer range, mm -hmm. but this is something I have always done. 
That's very all. Very good point. Very good point. And that's very helpful. We've got to do what we can do to to accomplish what we want to accomplish. And and that that is a very good thing. All right. Two minutes from um, the top of the hour. I hope you were able to, to gather something from what has been said. Randy, you've got your hand raised. Go ahead. Let's sneak you in here. I agree with Aaron because I've been low vision all my life. And growing up, I was always told, don't sit close to a TV. You'll hurt your eyes. But no, you need to do what you need to do. And it works. Losing more vision, having not had much, isn't quite as traumatic because I've done a lot of the things that people are just learning how to do for the first time. I've done them all my life. You had a head start on some of us. (laughs) I did. All right. Well, thanks, everybody, for coming. Again, I hope you learned something that helped you out in your life. We have regular sessions Monday night at 8, Thursday at 8, and Friday morning, same time as you came on here at 11 a.m. And we really enjoy getting together and we'd enjoy hearing from you. Uh, We always learn a lot from each other. If you would like to become a member of CCLVI and you're not currently a member, or if you are a member and you haven't renewed yet for 2022, get a hold of me, zelda.gebhardt at cclvi.org. That should work. Or you can go directly to our website and right on the home page, there's a really neat graphic with a bunch of people and one is reaching down to help the other one up. And that's what we intend to do is give you that hand up, help each other out. That's what we're here for. So thanks again for coming. Appreciate it. Have a good day.